Hey there and welcome back to Podcast of the Day. If you're looking for a brand new podcast to get addicted to, well, you are in the right spot. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Podcast of the Day show right here on Anchor. Today's podcast is called Hot Leaf Juice. Now, you may have gotten that, you may not have. It's a term to be used for tea, and uh, the podcast is all about tea and tea culture, um, but it's really for, for everyone. Um, whether you like tea or not, some of the thoughts that are shared in the podcast and different ideas that are expressed are, are so much more than just about I know, drinking tea. Um, so it's, it's hosted and produced by Barry Donnelly, and uh, he's a tea fan, obviously, um, and he hosts this podcast called Hot Leaf Juice, and I've just found it to really fun to listen to. Um, it's, it's a lot of laid-back conversation about different experiences with tea, where it's taken them, um, and totally separate things from tea after they, they get into a conversation. Um, so Barry typically brings on someone to talk about tea, um, and then from there, I mean, the conversation can kind of go wherever. Um, so you don't always know what you're going to get in every episode besides, obviously, tea. Um, but either way, I think it's a really cool way to do a show. And if you're a fan of tea and tea culture, this is probably your next addiction. So um, I'm going to be playing some clips for you guys uh, to listen to from Hot Leaf Juice, and I hope you like them. You know, have a, having a life that revolves around a plant is that it ties me into an annual season, an annual cycle, and it makes my life feel very stable because I know what's going to happen, you know, every spring and every autumn. And well, there's a lot of psychological <laughs> security, I think, that yeah. people might not even realize is important just with knowing that, like, yep, no matter what happens, really, like, the tea's going to grow and yeah. you got to go buy it. Yeah, <laughs> that's your you know you get you you're guaranteed business trips in in the beginning and end of the year. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like thinking about time in a cyclic manner mm-hmm. instead of a linear manner. It's like whenever when I was young and and time felt really linear to me, it was really hard for me to um, calculate you know my life across a long time span mm-hmm. because it was so many variables, but. Since I started working in tea and really focusing on, um, you know, since my life became a little bit more orientated towards a specific plant, um, one year kind of reflects every other year. So I can, in planning good, you know, planning uh, intently on this year, mm-hmm. uh, I get to also plan for every other year that follows. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's really exciting. It helps me, it, it gives me, Knowing that I do, I, I, I work really hard this year, um, the lessons that I'll learn will be totally relevant to next year. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes the, the, the linear approach to time and, and to life can, the, 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 you could call it a renaissance or a revolution, whatever you want to call it. Tea in America is growing. I think right. the proof is in the pudding, the fact that two 30-something-year-old Caucasian guys are sitting around drinking high-end tea mm-hmm. on a Monday. It was, you know, into into a microphone that's going to be podcast out to a bunch of other individuals who are really passionate about tea. I think there's a, a change in our zeitgeist. More people are yeah. finding that they love it. But the revolution is still kind of young, and there's still a lot of people who are coming to tea for the first time. And um, you know, I, I think if we're gonna get the world to fall in love with tea and fall in love with regenerative agriculture, we really have to do our best to meet people where they're where they are. Yeah. 
Now those clips come from an episode called The Art of Tea with Taylor Dry, the Mad Monk of San Diego. And you can go find the episode at that title on their website at hotleafjuice.simplecast.fm. But anyways, we got another clip and then an interview with Barry from the show. I think an important concept, especially in making like making good tea. Yeah. Because like when you make a just a really good cup of tea, yeah. You didn't do that by yourself. Like really right. people who really get tea and are able to make it really well. Yeah. Are forced to realize that somebody picked that tea. Yep. Somebody planned how they're going to run that farm. Yeah. Process that tea. Uh-huh. <laughs> like there's a whole world of of a not just a, of a causal chain that led to the, uh, the the tea that you're making and like you're kind of like the period. I, I I don't think that this is my analogy. I think I heard someone say this and I've internalized it. You're like the period on the end of the sentence. As I said earlier, we got to speak with Barry from Hot Leaf Juice, and here it is. Yeah, so you know, I'm you know, I'm I'm Barry Donnelly. That's my name, and I'm going to have to stick to it now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Hot Leaf Juice, Hot Leaf Juice got started um, back in December. I uh, had a tea blog prior to that that was text only, and towards the end of that blog's run. Um, I had met in person with Emilio Del Pozo and his wife Spring. Emilio is a, uh, he lives in Taiwan, but he's from the city where I live in San Diego. He's from here, so he was back visiting just his, his family. And he is a, uh, a potter, and he sells tea as well. And so okay. him and I got to be, uh, you know, friends pretty quickly. He walks up to me, and, you know, I'm behind the counter at a tea shop, and he says, What's your favorite tea? And I'm like, I love that question. And I reach down and I grab a, a high mountain oolong tea from Taiwan. And he's like, good. You know, I sell these, right? And then we just kind of got to talking. And uh, he, we ended up recording something that resembled a podcast um, uh, with, that was placed on the, on the text blog. That was in the summer of 2015. And my wife liked it and other people liked it. And I, got, I kept getting compliments about it for a little while. And then uh, within... A couple, you know, a year and a half later or so, a year or so later, I uh, was visiting the Los Angeles Tea Festival, and I had been thinking very seriously about starting a tea podcast, because there's only one or two out there. And I thought, well, there's a lot of other people here who are beginners, who are new, people who are starting tea businesses, because new ones are starting all the time. They want exposure. I need people who aren't in, who don't intimidate me to talk to. So I talked to Aaron Wildman, who was the first interview, formal interview of Hot Leaf Juice, and she right. was exactly as uh, personable as, as you would ever want your first interviewer to, your, your first interview to be. <laughs> <laughs> she was perfect for the for, for that uh, with just her personality and the kind of work she was doing starting up her company, and that that got some traction. And so I, I bought the domain and uh, started to seriously consider teach myself how to really edit edit um, audio together. And it's been right, a couple months right. now. I mean, describe your experience with tea throughout your life. Were you always like a huge fan of it since oh, like, no. you were a kid? Or no, no way, no. Oh, so okay. I grew up in a religion that didn't allow tea or coffee. Oh, wow. or, or alcohol. Okay. So uh, I didn't have any tea. I think I may have had green tea on accident as like a fourteen-year-old at like a Japanese restaurant. But other than that, I didn't get into tea until I was sort of partway through college and moving out. I was lucky enough to live in a town that had. Uh, a really nice, well-stocked grocery store that had really, you know, for, for a grocery store, pretty good tea. 
and I really liked that. I, I that's how I tried like Lapsang Souchong for the first time. That's how I tried a lot of green teas for the first time. And you know the the journey, you know, journey with a thousand miles, you know, starts with a single step, and that's that was sort of my single step. Uh, and over the course of the next two, you know, by two years later, by 2012, late 2011, early 2012, I was buying tea online and drinking every day and wanting to learn more about not just what tea was about, but about the, 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 the cultural circumstances around which tea can present itself, how you can right. make it taste differently depending on different kind, with different water sources. And I found that as much, compl as much complexity as there is, in making tea, there's even more complexity in creating tea for the, from the farmer's perspective, from the tea craft craftsman's perspective. You know, the Chinese character for tea, cha, uh, I guess it's, maybe this is a bad uh, example because it's, it's an audio format, but it's the Chinese characters are, can be broken down into little symbols that represent concepts. And tea mm -hmm. is uh, grass and, uh, you know, and, and humanity you know, and a person next to each other. Uh, so it's it's a it's a it's a natural product that is made into something that human beings can really call their own craft, uh, and it's a, it's a it's really you know there's a lot of really cool poetry in that, and that really right, right. permeates all of tea culture, and it makes it such a great place to do business and to make friends. When um, when did you decide to really? Um, I know you said you had a, a first. Um, a conversation about um, tea and all that, but after that point, were you like, okay, this is going to make a really like cool thing for a podcast? Well, I mean that that conversation with Emilio was uh, almost a year and a half uh, before the, the show started. Um, right. In the in the weeks prior to that, I I was I was at the Mad Monk Tea Shop where I like to hang out in San Diego, and I was hanging out with I don't believe the owner was there. I don't think Taylor was there that day. I think other people were there that day. And whenever you go into the shop, you do meet some strangers, uh, and they're mm -hmm. almost always really cool <laughs> every time you go in. And I, I, something that pe members of my family and my wife had said to support me, they say, oh, you have such a great voice. We want to hear, you know, I can fall asleep listening to you talk. And I love to talk as well. Uh, uh, if, if, that, if, that, if that's not really clear, uh, that's just kind of <laughs> what I was put on earth to do. Uh, and I needed to figure out how I can turn that into uh, uh, you know, sort of a, a career and a, and, a, and, a, and an endeavor that allows me mm. to to do to do what I do best. And there was a stranger, a woman who was not super into tea, but was wanted to get into was like you know liked tea, did not know me or my wife at all, and said that that same kind of compliment, like, "Oh, you should have a show where all you do is talk about tea." Because I was being a little bit of I was I see this as being a little weird, but I might have been dominating the conversation with tea trivia, like, "Oh, well, did you know X, Y, and Z about Japanese tea?" <laughs> Right. And, and instead of being weirded out and like, oh, this, you know, this guy's kind of too much, I got a compliment and I thought, okay, I should, I should give this a real shake. Um, yeah, and I did. Yeah. yeah. Can you explain some of the, um, the main ideas and like what you'll typically run into if you join the tea community and start getting involved? Is it just kind of depend on where you're at or what, what tea shop you go to? Mm -hmm. So it depends on where in the world you live, and it depends on how internet savvy you are, and it de kind of depends on what are the institutions that are around, what your entry point is. Gotcha. Uh, there's a lot of ways you can enter uh, tea as a hobby, um, and a lot of people have different. With it's kind of funny because once you get really into a hobby, you start you stop seeing it as a single hobby, and you see it as a series of smaller schools. And so I do kind of see the poor tea people 
as their own little section, and then、mm -hmm. they're part of a bigger Venn diagram with Gongfucha Chinese brewing people, and then you have Chinese, I mean Japanese tea ceremony people off to the side who may or may not cross over, and Indian and Sri Lankan tea enthusiasts on an entirely other side of the of the world, right? Yeah,、uh, yeah. So it depends on what you really want to get into. Uh, but if you if you want to get into tea,、uh, what what will happen is that you should find a tea friend because tea absolutely needs to be shared.、Mm -hmm. Find somebody in your life who you can sit down and have tea with, and you can share your thoughts.、Uh, another thing you should do is、um, take notes. There's something really powerful about、um, having a pen in your hand and having you that forcing you to really give what are kind of abstract thoughts and feelings in your head because you're experiencing a taste and an aroma and really putting words into that and you may find yourself saying things that your your friend does not agree with at all. I find that I actually have weird tasting notes. I think that my my tasting profile is a little odd, and I'm just totally okay. I just made peace with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always very happy when somebody backs me up, but it's not like it's a competition of who can find who can find the most obscure、uh, adjective to describe tea, because that's just that's very one layer. After that, there's this whole world of learning about the history of tea and meeting up with people、uh, to have tea at, either at, at, at conventions or、uh, just engaging in the online community. So there's tea chat and there's the tea subreddit, which are great tea forums. Right.、Uh, right. There's, there's a web. There's a website called Steepster, which was really helpful when I was first getting into tea because it's very overwhelming the amount of tea in the world. You will never drink imagine, all the tea、yeah. in the world. It is insane <laughs> the 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 kind of deluge of information you can find yourself in, and you can get over your head really quickly. And I was in my most recent episode. I was talking to、uh, Jeffrey McIntosh, and he did some. That episode is very business lingo focused. Uh, and he—that's kind of how he approaches it. He's a technically—he's a smart, technically-minded guy, and he was able to tell me that oftentimes the foreignness, the ceremony, that you know, sort of the all the things that surround tea, the accoutrement, all that stuff can be a barrier to many people.、Mm -hmm. So don't feel—I think people who want to get new to tea like can easily be overwhelmed, and you should do things to prevent yourself from feeling overwhelmed. Pick the tea you like and drink it. As much as you want, and if you're having right, fun,、yeah. then you are doing it right. And if and if you want more tea, you will get more tea. <laughs> you don't、right. have to make yourself <laughs> do stuff, right? You'll you'll get there. You know, it has to be it has to be something that comes from you.、Uh, and Absolutely, I think that's true of everything. So, Absolutely. What fascinates me about tea is is what you were mentioning earlier. How I mean, there's so many different areas of the world that have different cultures about it, and 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 all the variations from that. How did it become like that? And I mean, if you can,、um, you know, keep it. Not, I'm, I'm not trying to say like keep it short, but like、um, for people who just kind of want a quick summary. Of... So you wanted me to keep it short. We can keep it short. Okay. Can, I mean, just, just a quick story of like it's okay. It's yeah. Such an important thing. Sure. I'm just fascinated by the idea. So the first thing you got to know is that tea is the second most consumed beverage in the world, besides water. Wow. And what has happened is that tea. On the one hand, has been around for a really, really, really long time. Like it's a prehistoric plant that people have been using as medicine、uh, or culturally for a really long time. Tea became popular in the imperial court and in the upper echelons of Chinese society in the ninth、mm -hmm. century, eighth and ninth centuries in the Tang Dynasty,、uh, and it was a Chinese thing for a long time. It gets exported to Korea and Japan 
Japan and Korea are very good at taking Chinese things and then running with them in a different direction. And that's mm-hmm. why you have parallel tea cultures over there. And as in the, and in the, uh, what happened in the, in the, the final Chinese dynasty, the Qing dynasty, they were starting to wane in, in global influence and the British empire was rising. So what happened was that the, because of co- previous contact, uh, with the West, tea became a high value commodity for not just the West, but for the whole world due, due to the distribution of the British East India company. And they were able to, in fits and starts, take what, engage in what was industrial espionage and bring tea out of China and grow it in India and grow it in Africa and grow it elsewhere and make it a global cultural beverage. So right. now you have people who you have the Russian, Iranian, Indo-European tradition of tea, the Western European and American British iced tea version of tea. And then you have the, the older tea culture in, China, in different parts of China and then in Taiwan. Korea, Japan, uh, and other parts of the world as well. So that's, it just sort of, it, it followed the path of globalization at its earliest, in, in its infancy. Now, um, I know we, we mentioned earlier, and now I got to ask you the ultimate question. What is your favorite tea? I mean, do you have oh, a favorite? Do you have multiple favorites? I know, it's, it's, a, it's uh, a tough question, and I hate asking it, but I always yeah. love to hear your answers. Well, what's your favorite book? You know, what's your fa- Okay. <laughs> you know, people have answers to that. You know, I'll tell you um, my favorite tea, my favorite kind of tea is oolong tea. And I okay. like oolong I tea it. from Taiwan. I like Taiwanese oolong tea. Um, but I like, or even just any, any country that has rolled oolong as a tea, the, the tea, the, the first tea that I drank and then immediately looked at my cup and said, that's the best tea I ever had was Tia Guan Yin, uh, back in five years ago. Uh, so I think that there's probably nothing that could ever recreate or surpass that experience so far. It's mm-hmm. come close. Some teas have come close, but generally oolong you know, a uh, uh, high altium sort of like Chiguan Yen Oolong is generally the tea to me that is the aha moment that I refer back to every other tea experience for probably the rest of my life. Uh, the, it's the teas, uh, the, the show's at hotleafjuice.org. Um, that's the, and I, I have, there's a link to my Twitter. It's a personal Twitter. I think I need to, I think I need to get a professional Twitter. I think that my personality and the tea podcast personality can't be the same thing anymore <laughs> but for now i'm on there and you can see whatever the heck i'm thinking about uh but uh we also have a youtube channel we launched too recently um it's pretty low budget right now but my brother is uh he's like a film student and he's gonna he's gonna come in and and, and help me help me with lighting and stuff that stuff like that uh yeah, and it's awesome. gonna be really great it's very that the, the the youtube channel is far more stream of consciousness uh than the podcast <laughs> Yeah, gotcha, I, I gotcha. purposefully don't rehearse that, and I just want to have tea and uh, and have people maybe you know join me through the internet. That's that's what that's all about. So yeah, hotleafjuice.org and uh, Hot Leaf Juice Tea Podcast on YouTube. Thanks again, Barry, for being awesome and talking with me about tea and tea culture. I know I didn't know a ton, but it was really cool to learn everything that you knew and tons more. So I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, I wish you the best. Anyways, if you want to go check out Hot Leaf Juice, make sure you go to hotleafjuice.simplecast.fm. That is going to be the hub for everything Hot Leaf Juice. You can follow them on Twitter as well at hotleafjuicepod. 
And from there, you can get in touch and talk with them about tea or whatever you may like. But anyways, that'll do it for me on today's edition of Podcast of the Day. I hope you enjoyed, and I'll catch you right back here tomorrow with another edition of Podcast of the Day, only on Anchor.